Hello gorgeous, welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything and this episode is about a striptease retreat that I went to recently and it's taken me a little while to process everything that happened but it was such a juicy experience and there was so much that happened that I really felt the need to create a podcast for you about it because I think that if you listen to this even though you didn't come to the retreat with me there might be some things that you pick up from what I learned that you can apply to your own life. And isn't that what it's all about? I think so. So before we get started and I give you all of the details about exactly what went down, I wanted to let you know that if you're listening to this sort of around the time that I uploaded it, Gala Darling Method, my tapping certification, closes its doors on Sunday night. I'm recording this on Saturday. So at this time of recording, you have like um, a day and a half-ish to enroll. And this is such a special certification. There are other tapping certifications out there, but none of them have the heart, the humor, the style of the way that we do it. And if you've ever tapped with me before, you know that we use intuition, we use humor, we use feeling, and we really go there and we really tackle the heart of the matter. And that's what I teach you in this certification. So it's a three-month certification and in there you learn my, I mean, I guess you could call it a very unique technique to break through your own blocks, to level up and to create the life you desire. And a lot of people actually last time signed up for Gala Darling Method just because they wanted to learn personally how to use tapping to change their lives. And when we spoke to them at the end, a lot of them said, you know, I really did this for myself, but this is so powerful that I cannot not share this with people now. And so that's a really beautiful thing. And this is a very unique container as well. It's very small, very intimate. We have 50 people maximum. And the reason for that is that you get all this one-on-one -on -one time with me where I answer your specific questions. And we are also you know, letting you work with other people within the group to help them heal and also to work on your own skills and build your confidence. And so as a result, when at the end of the certification, everybody met in Las Vegas. I treated everybody to a few days in Las Vegas. I put them up at the Wynn Hotel. I took them to cocktails at Delilah. We had dinner at Cassie Beach House. I took them to a strip club at the end. Um, when everybody met, there was no small talk because if you have sat with someone over Zoom and you have helped them work through some of their biggest traumas, fears, hesitations, limitations, you don't need this small talk. You meet someone in that room and you're like, I know your soul, like let's go. And the friendships and, and the beautiful connections that have been found through this, this class just blow my mind. Like that wasn't my intention when I started, but it's been a really beautiful benefit. And, you know, I really started doing or I created GDM because I believe that tapping is a healing revolution and the fact that we can heal ourselves using just our own bodies is so phenomenal and so incredible to me that I want everyone to know about this. But the thing is, I can only do so much on my own. I only speak one language, unfortunately. And so what's been a really beautiful thing about this is the women who joined us from Germany, who speak Spanish as their first language, who are intent on bringing this technique to their own communities. 
And that's something I can't do on my own. And if you really are here to serve, you really do want to help other people, this is the place to be. Like, we don't want everyone in this certification. We want the right people. And we were so blessed with our first cohort. Just these women with the most beautiful energy, beautiful hearts, who really were in it for the right reasons. Like, they really wanted to help other people. So, Anyway, long story short, doors close tomorrow night. Um, You can find the link in my link tree on Instagram. You can find it on my website. I'm putting it all over my stories. It's pretty easy for you to find, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. So if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. We start on the 5th of September, and we have our graduation in December in California. Hold for the details because it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Anyway, long story short, let's talk about this strip tease retreat, honey. So this retreat that I went to was under the brand of S Factor, which is run by Sheila Kelly. And Sheila Kelly has been running S Factor for years, I think like 20 years. And actually, if you look back in the archives of this podcast, she was one of the first people that I interviewed about her documentary on Netflix, which is called Strip Down, Rise Up. And when I saw this documentary, I was really intrigued by watching these women essentially process their pain, their trauma, and their emotions through movement and through connection with other women, through this camaraderie, this um, this group that they had built. And I interviewed her and the interview is fantastic. It's one of my most popular episodes. I really recommend going back and listening to that. And when I saw that she was holding a retreat, I was like, let's do this. Because when I found her, it was still COVID and there was no events happening. And I was like, okay, well, now the world is open. Like, let's really do this. And I took one of my girls that works with me, with me, which was so fun, my girl Courtney, who is just a great, great person. And I was so glad that I had her with me because honestly, I was really intimidated about going to this retreat. And I didn't totally know why I was going. I, as you have probably heard from some of the recent episodes that I've been recording, I'm doing this very intensive healing at the moment of kind of healing up the part of me that's afraid to feel emotions, afraid to express emotions, and afraid to kind of go on my own emotional journey. And when this retreat was announced, I really had the feeling like this was something I needed to do for that healing to continue happening. And I'm happy to report that I really do feel that I got what I needed out of the retreat. So that's fantastic. So we, Courtney and I arrive at this hotel in Palm Springs and I get there, you know, I drove there from Orange County and as I'm getting closer and closer to the hotel, the bars of signal on my cell phone are just going smaller and smaller. And I get there and there, I have like one bar if I'm lucky and I check into my room and I'm trying to connect to the Wi-Fi, and I can't, there's no, there's no Wi-Fi. It doesn't work at all. And, you know, Courtney and I go to the front desk and we're like, you know, we need Wi-Fi. We have work to do while we're here. And they just kind of fed us this line of bullshit like, oh, we're working on it. You know, it only just went down. Seriously, the Wi-Fi was down the whole time we were there, which was like Courtney got there on Wednesday. So from Wednesday till Sunday night, there was no Wi-Fi and basically no cell service. 
So that was very frustrating. It was very Mercury retrograde, but also as frustrated as I was by that, I also think it was a good thing because it kept us in the container and it kept me focused on what was really happening in the room. And it took away the option of distracting myself with Instagram stories or like, you know, I don't want to do this right now. I guess I'll just text someone or whatever. Like often my texts would not go through. They would just fail. And so it's funny how sometimes those things that seem like a huge inconvenience actually end up being the perfect thing for you. You just don't know it in the moment. So essentially, you know, we get there and Courtney and I have no idea what's going to happen at this retreat. You know, they gave us very sparing details. They gave us a packing list. It was like, bring six inch platform heels, bring some like sexy lingerie, bring some, you know, clothes you can move in. But beyond that, they really told us nothing. And we didn't even know how many people were going to be at this retreat. So when we get there and we check in, we find out that there's a hundred other women there, which was amazing. Like that's a big retreat, a hundred women, holy shit. And it was amazing because some of the people who were there had been there before. They had taken S-Factor classes, they had been to retreats, and they were more experienced with like the movement. And then there were a group of us who were beginners, and I would say that was at least 60 to 70% of the room. We were beginners. And it's really great too. Like imagine having such a huge number of people who are new to what you do and who are excited about it and are committed and sign up. Like that's huge and amazing. So really what this was over three days was a hundred (laughs) women learning to feel their emotions and express them in a darkened room. We were almost always in a darkened room. And if you've ever been to a pole dancing class, and S-Factor does include some pole dancing, this is very different than that. When you go to a pole class, usually you're in a brightly lit studio, there are mirrors opposite you, you can see what you're doing, and usually it's about learning some kind of choreography. Everyone's doing the same thing. In S-Factor, there are no mirrors. And the idea is that you're focused on how it feels and not how it looks. And I felt that that was a really important piece of it. I mean, I love to be able to see my movement in a mirror. I'm a Venus in Leo, like give me a mirror and I'm happy. My house is full of mirrors. But there was something really freeing about just being in the body and not being concerned with what it looked like. So every day you would go into the ballroom and there would be a lesson led by Sheila Kelly and then there would be a movement practice after lunch. And that was kind of how it worked. And so here are some of my highlights. And then I'm going to get into the three biggest things that I learned that I think, I mean, I stood up at the end of the, of the event when people were sharing, you know, their takeaways and I shared these three things and I had a lot of women come up to me afterwards and say, wow, that was really helpful. And thank you for sharing that. So I didn't want to just leave that in that room. I wanted to share it with you guys as well. So here were some of my highlights. On day one, we had a little bit of a talk from Sheila, and then in that same room, we started doing some movement, and it was really just get on your yoga mat, listen to the music, close your eyes, and just move around, like feel what it's like to be in your body. And 
a real highlight for me is that I was able to immediately get into that movement practice and not be self-conscious, not be in my head, not be overthinking it, not be like, oh, I wonder if this is the right movement, just to be in it. And that felt really huge for me. And I believe that that's a result of all the work I've been doing around this recently. And one of my recent episodes, I talk about going on a healing retreat at home. And that's, um, I date, I kind of detail what I've been doing to get into a space where I can be in my body and I'm not overthinking it. So that felt huge for me. And I'm sure that there are some people listening who are like, I could never just move my body impromptu without being in my head. And there'll be some of you who are like, I do that every day and it feels amazing. And I love that there's such a range of places where we feel comfortable, you know, and I'm someone who historically has been so cerebral that I really disavowed that part of me, that, that part of me that was like of the body and could be moving and didn't feel the need to be perfect and wasn't judging myself. I was very far away from that version of myself. And now I feel like that movement can come so easily and I feel so confident and that is just really, really big for me. And if this is something that you struggle with too, I know that you know that that's a significant shift and change and piece of transformation. In fact, I was so like happy to notice that that was how I felt that I like shed a tear on my yoga mat. <laughs> and when I opened my eyes later on, someone had put like a tissue on my yoga mat, which was very sweet. Like that's kind of how S Factor was. It was like, everyone's like, I'm here for you. Like I'll hold you while you feel some things. It was, it was kind of amazing. So the other thing that I really loved, it was a highlight for me was in our official movement practice, the beginners went into a big ballroom and there were kind of like, I guess five different stations set up and you would be in a smaller group of like five people and you would learn a skill with a teacher and you'd drill that skill for I don't even know how long you're in a darkened room. It could have been 20 minutes. It could have been an hour. I have no idea. You practice that skill and then you move on to the next station. And so in that ballroom, it was really cool. We started with pole dance and learning just like some really basic tricks, which was so fun um, and surprisingly easy. And I don't know. I feel like they just made it really simple, which was great. So started with pole dance, then moved to lap dance, which was so fun. So they had three big armchairs set up and the teacher would demonstrate what the lap dance looked like. And then she would talk you through it. And then three women would practice it at a time. It was so fun. You have no idea. And it was cool. Like as I was doing this lap dance, like I guess in the pole dance, I was kind of, it was my first movement practice with where we were being guided. And I was a little like, mm, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Cause I have no real experience with pole dance. But once we got into the lap dance, I started to really feel in the mood and like in the mode of doing it. And I felt so confident and I'm sure that my movement was not perfect. And I'm sure there were places where I could have like slowed down or been more intentional or whatever, but I felt so good. I felt fucking alive. It was the best feeling just to be in your body and to be sensual and feel like no one in the room is judging you was huge. Like, I don't know if I could name a time that I've really felt like that before, you know, and oh, it was so great. 
So pole dance first, lap dance second. Then there was a dance routine that they taught us. And it was very simple, but effective and sexy. And so we practiced that. And I loved that. And I loved putting my own flair on it and my own touches on it. It was just so much fun. And like dancing in a group of women all doing the same thing, it feels powerful. It feels like being in a goddess temple. Like it just felt so good. And then the next thing that we learned was striptease. So it was like, here's how you strip out of a shirt. Here's how you strip out of a pair of shorts. And here's how to do it kind of in a sexy way without like fumbling over buttons or tripping over, you know, the hem of your skirt or whatever. Like here's how you do it elegantly. And that was really fun. So those were totally like, that was just, I mean, it was so enjoyable. I was like, I want to practice this every day. Like this is amazing. Another highlight for me was on the last day, the subject was epic love. And Sheila was telling us about her relationship with her husband. They've been together for 33 years and they worship each other. And it's such a beautiful relationship. And I don't know about you, but that's the way that I want to feel in relationship too, is that we completely worship one another. We're passionate. We're alive. We can't wait to be with each other. Like that's how I want to feel. So hearing her talk about that was really beautiful. And one of the exercises that she had us do was to write down what we really wanted to say to our lover, either either a current lover or a future lover that we had imagined. And we had to write down the things that we wanted to say. And some people wrote down like really sexy things. Some people wrote down really emotional things. You know, everyone has a place that's like hard for them to go. And so we all wrote down our stuff. And then the next exercise was to reread those words and then choose a partner in the room and then dance those words for that person. So you're not saying them out loud. You're not singing them. You are using the way that those words feel in your body to express movement. And I was partnered with this beautiful woman and she danced for me and I'm like sitting in a chair watching her and I was so moved. I like had my hand on my heart. I was just like, this was so beautiful and tender and intimate. I like started crying. It was so beautiful. And then it was my turn and I did the same thing. And it was interesting for me to notice even where I felt free doing that and where I felt restricted, like what felt challenging. And what felt really challenging for me was eye contact. I made pretty much no eye contact with her. I was very much like in my own body. I had my eyes closed for most of that time. But before we started to do that exercise, I remember like she told us the exercise and I thought, the exit's not that far away. I could just walk out. No one's going to notice. It doesn't matter. Like I don't have to be here. And I knew that I was responding that way because I felt really challenged and stretched by the idea of the activity. But I decided to stay because I was like, look, you're here. And the best way to get the most out of these things is to just do what they ask you to do. Even if it sounds silly or like something you don't have any interest in, you don't know what you're going to learn by just following the instruction, right? Like you just, if you're there, you trust the person and you have to trust that they have given you this exercise for a reason. So I did the partner dance and it was a really good experience for me just to stretch myself and do something that felt really uncomfortable. Like 
I can perform a choreographed lap dance. I can perform choreographed floor work, but to dance my emotions is much more squicky. Like it's like, Ooh, Ooh, ah. and so I was really proud of myself for doing that. And then my real highlight of the whole thing was the end. And the end of the event was that everybody danced for the audience. And so my group, we had learned the routine, like I told you earlier, and we went up on the stage and we're surrounded by like a hundred women and the DJ, whoever it was, put on Skin by Rihanna, which I happen to think is one of the sexiest songs of all time. We didn't know what song they were going to play. And we performed the routine. And I, I mean, a lot of us, I mean, some people did the routine like to the letter and some people improvised and I did a little bit of the routine and then improvised. And I have literally never felt more powerful more beautiful, more strong, sure of myself, more sexual, more alive than I did in that moment. It was literally one of the highlights of my life was doing that. It felt so unbelievable. And when I was writing about it, I was like, it felt like a rediscovery, but it wasn't. It was more than that. It wasn't something I had experienced before. It was like opening a doorway to a whole new part of myself that I didn't really know was in there. Like I thought she was in there, but I'd never experienced it. And so to really be in that and feel that and like really know it without not just like, I think I can do it, but to fucking prove to myself that I could do it. It was everything. It was amazing. And like, I drove home just feeling so good after that. And, you know, watching the other students was like, it was amazing seeing these women who, you know, maybe started out on day one shy and inhibited. It was like everybody had shared that fear that they had. And the intermediate and advanced students danced one by one, which was amazing. And they had all picked their own song. It was fucking amazing. It was so great. Like I would watch that every single night. I would do that every single night. It felt so, so good. So let's talk about the three big takeaways, the three big things that I really learned from this retreat that I was not anticipating. And like I said, I stood up at the end and shared these with the group and um, it was well-received. So Let me get into these. So the first one is, this is something that I learned while I was there. This may seem obvious to you, but it was not fully obvious to me. I might've known it intellectually, but at this retreat, I learned it in my body. And I learned that everyone, no matter who it is, even Sheila Kelly, who's been doing this for 20 years, everyone feels vulnerable expressing their ooey gooey heart their desire, and their longing. And you're not broken if you are afraid of feeling and expressing and receiving love. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. It scares literally everyone, even the people who act like they're so bold and tough and strong. It scares everyone. And honestly, seeing that in the faces of a hundred other women and a teacher who's very experienced, 
was like just this huge light bulb moment where I was like, oh, you're not crazy for being afraid of this sometimes. And now that doesn't mean that you can't do things to feel more safe and more secure and work on expressing, work on receiving, right? You can, absolutely. Tapping's a great way to do it. But we all have that baseline where it's deeply uncomfortable. And so that was really helpful for me. The second thing I learned, and again, I knew it intellectually, but I experienced it in my body, was that as feminine creatures, we set the tone. In relationships, we create the erotic tension. If you have a masculine partner, they don't know how to create tension. They're just ticking shit off their to-do list. Like it's not even in their realm of possibility. And so if we want to create a passionate love life, we have to go first, even though that's terrifying. We have to be vulnerable. We have to create the space. We have to you know, organize the lighting, the music, whatever, like it's up to us. You could be waiting for your partner to set the tone your whole life and it may never happen. In fact, it probably won't. And even though sometimes that might feel like a burden, it actually means that you can have whatever you want because you're the one in charge of creating it. And when we take responsibility for that, then we're really empowered rather than waiting around for people to do things for us that we haven't asked for and expecting them to read our minds. They're never going to do that. If you want a romance and you want to be romanced, then you get to set that up and let your partner fill in the gaps. And that's a beautiful thing. The feminine leads and the masculine follows, which may sound counter to everything you've heard, but when it comes to this, we lead. We lead. And if you're finding that like your relationship is lacking passion or excitement or adventure, are you leading passion, excitement, and adventure? Probably not. Mm. And the third thing that I learned is that people-pleasing lives in your mind and not your body. Your beautiful body has no interest in bending to someone else's perceived will. That's just the mind, and it's a habit. And you can break the cycle of doing that by making connection with your body a priority. And I don't mean like working out or going for a walk or lifting weights or, you know, those other things we do with our bodies that are still important, but we need to make our body a priority by letting ourselves physically feel our emotions and openly, vulnerably expressing them through movement. And when I came back from that retreat, I was like, okay, I am going to make embodiment practice a part of my day. And I am telling you, when you start the day by moving your body emotionally, by dancing to music that makes you feel something, by expressing longing or jealousy or rage or lust or whatever is going on inside of you, it just changes the whole tone of your day. And you start the day in a feminine mode rather than masculine mode, where a lot of us have trained ourselves to be. And that has been a real game changer for me. And it's something that I really want to stay committed to doing because I can feel the difference when I do it. 
And it's not just about like, oh, I know this makes a difference. No, motherfucker, I feel the difference. And that's everything. So that's like the cliff notes of what happened at this striptease retreat. And I had an amazing time, even though I was really challenged sometimes, even though there were moments when I walked out of the ballroom because I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing it, you know? Um, But I'm really proud of myself for like sticking with it. And I feel that by sticking with it, I was able to get out of it what I really needed, even though I didn't know what that was. And so if you're interested in doing something like this, I really recommend looking up an S-Factor retreat or an online class or something like that. I think they do a lot of stuff on Zoom, which I'm sure is good, but it's not the same as being in a room with people. And... um, There's so much power and beauty in really being in your body. And I viscerally learned that over that weekend. And so that was so special and totally worth it to me. So that's the deal with S Factor. I hope it piqued your interest and I'd love to hear what you think. If you've ever been to something similar, it was the first time I'd ever done something like that. And it really was a transformational experience. So there you go. Okay. Well, I'm going to go enjoy my weekend. If you are feeling called to join us in Gala Darling Method, we would love to have you. We only have a few spots left and this is the time to act like ASAP or Rooney. So yeah. And if you have any questions about it, please feel free to DM me on Instagram and I will answer you as soon as I can. I love you. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Mwah.